Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a one-stripe blue belt full of curiosity and never-ending questions about jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt, still obsessed with jujitsu. Today we're talking about bad advice and big shout out to all of our Instagram friends that chimed in with some of the bad advice that they've received about jujitsu. And we're going to talk about who you should be taking advice from. And maybe if you have some advice you just can't keep to yourself, we're going to share some helpful ways for you to offer that advice. Very nice. Also, shout out to, I think, Cauliflower Ear family. Um, They had posted something like this on Facebook, and it kind of gave us the idea. So we didn't steal any of the answers from that post, but it did give us some just thoughts of like, oh, yeah, we should do this. And so we went to Instagram to do that. Yeah. Is it one of those things that's going around on social? Because I saw somebody else. Yeah. But like not for jujitsu, but just like other bad advice. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Well, maybe it's kind of like that trend where it was like the, you know, five things you don't do anymore or. Oh, yeah. So it kind of like started like that. But like worst advice. Yeah. I'm glad you're paying attention to those things. (laughs) (laughs) What's some of the worst advice that you've ever received? I mean, like one thing would be like no days off. You know, you hear that a lot. And I think that's just silly. Uh, (laughs) Your body (laughs) needs to recover. Your brain needs to recover. You know, I definitely think that you should take days off. I also think that like, I mean, I introduce myself as obsessed with jujitsu, but jujitsu shouldn't be all of life. Like you should try to experience some other things too. Most of us aren't trying to be, you know, number one world champions, Um, We're doing it for exercise or self-defense or community or whatever. So, you know, don't make it your 24-7 obsession where you don't live life as well. Well, and Christina shared on Instagram, because I feel like this kind of goes right along with that. Some of the advice that she'd received was, you're not going to get good if you don't train five to seven days a week. Yeah, I I think that's crazy. I mean, obviously you know, the more mat time, the better you're going to get definitely, but your body still has to recover. So, you know, you can't say that if you're not training seven days a week, you're not going to get any good. Or if you're not training five days a week, you're not going to get any good. I do think if you're only training once or twice a week, you can't expect the same level of progression or speed of progression as somebody who is training five to seven days a week, or, you know, if you're on the mat and not working as hard as those people, maybe you're working the same amount of days, but you're not actually working as hard. You can't expect the same level um, or speed of progression. But I think saying that you're not going to get any good if you don't train all of those days is wild. Yeah. Well, and what is good? Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I need more context for that. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we're going to, I mean, every day is, better right right like yeah exactly yeah. i'm just going for better than the day before yeah at least better than like a month ago right maybe you have an off day and you can't be like well better than i was yesterday but maybe you aren't if <laughs> <laughs> you're like Whoo. Um, but you know you're still better than you were last month or six months ago or definitely a year ago yeah savannah shared uh, someone had advised her to uh using takedowns for self-defense I suck at takedowns. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's an interesting 
piece of advice, you know, my first priority in self-defense is to get to safety. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. So like purposefully taking someone down. I mean, it just depends. Like here's a good example. You know, Jen and I used to be in a speakers and authors mastermind together. Is that how we met? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's been so long. You've just always kind of been around. <laughs> I'm everywhere you want to be. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I remember one of the ladies in there saying like, you know, well, what would you do in this case? And I was like, what I would do is not what I would vi- advise you to do. You know, like, right. I know how to fight on the ground. You don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think like if you don't know what you're doing on the ground, you definitely don't want to take someone to the ground True. in order to defend yourself. Yeah. Okay. And moving right along, Maggie says, any advice I get mid roll? <laughs> I kind of love this. Um, <laughs> but I think there can be a time and a place, right? Or rather a person mm-hmm. <laughs> and an extent. I think yeah. that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Kind of depends on the context and the situation and who that person is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you can keep rolling mm-hmm. and say, hey, you need to tighten that up or like you're not going to get that if you don't commit or you know, like just a little piece of advice. Yeah. We can go back to that after the round is over. Mm-hmm. But it's the type of advice where you're like locking up a triangle choke and they you're getting it. <laughs> and they stop <laughs> in the middle to like tell you how to do it. I remember. uh we had a girl here that was really good, you know, in triangles. That was her game. Triangles was what she always wanted. And then this guy came in who hadn't trained in a decade and he's like trying to tell her how to do a triangle. Oh, and it's like, no. oh my God, bro. Like you, you don't train. <laughs> this is like triangles are her thing. Like, but it's just that kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So speaking of advice, who do you take advice from? Mm. I think one people you respect in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying that I can't take advice from a white belt. Yeah. Right. Like if, if a white belt says, Hey, that was kind of neck cranky, you know, instead of a choke or something, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And I might be able to be like, okay, let me adjust this a little bit. Or like, you know, white belts see stuff completely different than I might see something. So maybe they'll say, have you tried this? And I'll be like, no, why would I try that? And I try it. And I'm like, Oh, that could work. I could see where, you know, like if we mm-hmm. make these adjustments or something yeah. like that. So I think you can take advice and learn from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think kind of that trust, but verify. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like figure it out for yourself. Make sure that uh, it vibes with, you know, your jujitsu, your moral compass, your, you know, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, yeah. So I think you can take advice from anyone, but it needs to be somebody that you respect and believe. Yeah. Well, even today, you know, shout out to Liz, white belt. I was like, what were you doing to my legs? <laughs> like, that was super annoying. And I need you to show me what you did. Yeah, because that's the thing. Because like, sometimes they just do crazy things. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that actually worked. How can I like really put that into jujitsu? You know, like. Yeah. Or how can I just not let you do it to me exactly. anymore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What else do we have on this fabulous list? Uh, Sarah said, I can hear you breathe when you roll. You shouldn't do that. Someone may try to choke you. 
I imagine somebody's already trying to choke you. It's jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Like, <laughs> I mean, definitely slow your breath. Try not to hyperventilate, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think because they can hear you breathe is going to make them choke you any more than they would have otherwise. And keep breathing. I mean, yes. you has, you still have to remind me of that periodically. Yeah, yeah. at least you're breathing. That's right. a good start. <laughs> Absolutely. I think sometimes it's funny, though, like, I'll be rolling with someone and, you know, I'm singing or whatever. And, like, they're like, <gasps> uh-huh. and I'm like, do you recognize how hard you're breathing and how hard you're working? And I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. just calm down a little bit. It's not going to change anything. <laughs> calm down. Your life's still going to suck and I'm going to smash you. But... You know, you don't have to work so hard. Right. Yeah. Just take a chill a little bit. (laughs) Sarah also contributed this one. Oh, this is one of your favorites, too. Um, You have to roll with everyone regardless if they make you feel uncomfortable. I'm absolutely not. (laughs) No. Not a chance. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Uh, I remember years ago, I rolled with a guy that sniffed me. What? <laughs> yeah. And you know, like, you know, you know when it happens. Like, I um, I had him in Kesa, and he, like, put his head up and was like, and I was like, never again. I will never roll with you again. Like, that was so creepy and so gross. Like, he basically tried to nestle in a little bit. And I was like, Ooh. nope, nope, nope. Um, I'm a very strong believer that, like, consent is important and I will not roll with somebody that makes me have the heebie-jeebies or, or even somebody that's, you know, likely to hurt me. Like Mm -hmm. if you're crazy all the time, you know, yeah, I might not roll with you. Cause like, I, you got to calm down a little bit. Like if you're going to kick me in the head or whatever, Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to pass on that. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you do not have to roll with everyone, no matter who you are. Yeah. Oh, this was fun. Uh, This was from Jess. So Jess was told, don't worry about learning guard. You won't be a guard player. Believed it till I got my purple belt. (laughs) Yeah. I remember Jess starting to learn the guard because every time she was in guard, she would just stand up. Yeah. Like just push away and stand up. Like Mm -hmm. she did not play guard at all. So I remember that. Um, Yeah, definitely. Like guard is probably the number one thing you should know. It's the most extensive. There's the most things you can do from it. Um, There's so many different guards, like absolutely learn how to play guard. And as a heavyweight, there aren't a lot of heavyweights playing guard because heavyweights are like smash mentality. Right. I mean, and so I think if you're a heavyweight that knows how to play guard, you're ahead of the game for sure. Yeah. That moves us nicely into advice that Kristen had received, which was just stand up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think you better be good at either takedowns or pulling guard if you're going to just stand up. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a wrestler and you get on your back and you don't know how to, you know, Mm -hmm. move on, get off, you know, like whatever, and you can push away and stand up. Yeah. If you can take them down every time, great. Rack up two by two by two. Lovely. But if you're not good on your feet, probably standing up is not advisable. Yeah, I think so much of this just depends on your game. And if somebody doesn't know your game, then do not take advice from them. Yep. I hate when I'm like coaching at a tournament and some guy that doesn't train with us starts trying to coach over me and they're yelling stuff from like, 
they don't even know what words you're using. Like that's yeah. not their game. That's not what they call things. Like get away. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like knowing their game is important or at least knowing, you know, the words that they're going to use or what they'll understand or anything like that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think though, this made me think there was one time you told me just stand up and it was exactly what I needed to in do in that moment. Yeah. 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 So I think it really depends on, it's like everything else in life. It really just kind of depends. Yeah. I mean, there are yeah. some things that are hard passes, like, you know, the training every day and the roll with everyone. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it can be what's right for the time. Exactly. Oh, here's another good one. This is from Jordan. Don't wash your belts. But <laughs> this is a piece of controversy in jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're here for the drama. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like our makeup episode. Go back and listen to that one. <laughs> um, uh, wash your belt. Wash your belt. Yeah. Wash your belt. Your belt keeps funk on it just like anything else. <laughs> I understand that some people just spray it with disinfectant and hang it up. That's better than nothing. But wash your belt. Wash your belt. And if you weren't clear on that, wash your belt. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's going to carry funk. I, you know, like I taught class this morning, but I didn't roll. So I didn't get sweaty. I just taught, you know, three moves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wash that key. I'm going to wash yeah. that belt. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you're going to wash it after every class, no matter what. Get a second belt that so you can wash your belt. <laughs> oh, see, now have that's good advice. Yeah. Have a backup belt. Yeah. I've only got the one belt. It's good to have a backup one just in that case. That makes sense. So if it's wet or anything. Yeah. Can- yeah. Oh, this is good. Uh, this is from Geneva. One time this guy tried to explain that rear naked choke wouldn't work. <laughs> that it wouldn't work. I wonder why. I would like to yeah. know the context. Like, oh, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I've actually been. So like one time I heard a guy say that uh, a scissor sweep didn't work. Like that, that's not real jujitsu, basically. And then another time I heard a woman say that a cross choke doesn't work. Like you're just doing it to like bug the neck to make them react. Um, But that as a choke, it doesn't actually work. And I'm just like, both those things work so long as you know how to do them. Right. So maybe he just didn't know how to do a rear naked choke and that's why he didn't think it would work. Yeah. But absolutely a rear naked choke works. (laughs) It may not like kill people on the spot, like in the movies, but (laughs) it does work. Oh, this is fun. If the instructor is good at jujitsu, then his other beliefs don't matter. Just ignore the other stuff. That came from Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) I guess that maybe some people can think that way and think that like it doesn't matter what your instructor thinks, but I don't feel like that. One, I don't I don't want to be around people that you know, like very strongly believe things that are against my beliefs. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, like some things like (laughs) maybe they believe, you know, that guard pulling is trash or something. Yeah. And you can be like, all right, that's, that's okay. I I like to pull guard, but you can believe what you want, you know? Right. But then there's other things like the core (laughs) core values. Yeah. Core values matter. Like it matters. Like it matters because of who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Like it matters who I give my money to. Yeah. You know, I don't really want to support somebody that has trash core values because that just, 
kind of gives them more of a platform to have those trash values mm-hmm. and try to spread the word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's another one. Asking your coach how to defend XYZ and they respond, don't get caught in XYZ. <laughs> so this is funny because like, this is a running joke, right? Like, mm-hmm. coach, how do I get out of side control? And then the coach just says, don't go there. Don't get caught in side control, right? But really, a lot of times I I use that joke to start the lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm talking about how to get out of a cross joke, I'll start with like, well, our first thing is don't go there, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm in someone's guard, I keep good posture. I keep my arms tight, you know, like everything is, if they can't pull me down, if they can't get to my collar, they can't get a cross choke. So there is some legitimacy to don't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so long as that's a kind of half joke in like, how do I not go there? Right. And what do I do if I do get there? Yeah. You know, like the side control example. Um, if you don't pass my guard uh, to get to side control, then I don't have to escape side control. So my yeah. first line of defense is my guard. Um, so there is some, you know, legitimacy but you don't have to, to play it. guard. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to play guard. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like there is there is some truth to it in the don't go there. Yeah. But like, how do I not go there? And if they're better than me and they force that, what do I do then? Yeah. It's a funny joke, but it does have a tiny bit of truth to it, so long as they're willing to back it up. Oh, and this is from Rachel. Not Rachel Casillas. <laughs> I, let's just be clear, let's because be we clear. haven't quoted her at all. And he's like, nice. she's not going to give bad advice. Yeah, so. no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, a different Rachel. You should be trying to win rolling with your teammates. Unless it's competition training. Yeah. If it's competition training, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go. At competition training, everybody knows it's competition training, though. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so don't come in and like, I'm going to murder all the white belts and I'm going to murder all the blue belts. And like, you know, just um, you you shouldn't be trying to always win. If it's somebody that is not as good as you or way smaller, way, you know, whatever, not as strong. I don't know. Then maybe work on your B game or your mm-hmm. C game or your D game, you know, like work yeah. on the things you're not as good at. because. You don't have to win every time. You can get tapped multiple times in a round by somebody that's not as good as you because you are letting them work or you're trying to work your escape. So maybe you keep letting them go to side control and lock up an Americana because you've been trying to work Americana escapes. Whatever that looks like, winning every round is not the answer. No. I feel like that's no fun for anyone. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it's fun. For the person winning all the time. Yeah. I mean, it could be, but I feel like you're not really getting anything out of it. Yeah. Those are the kind of people that like always choose the teenagers or they (laughs) always choose, you know, like the tiny white belts or, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can tell, you can watch in the room and be like, have you rolled with anybody your rank or size or strength or, you know, like, yeah. um, You know, and, and I'm not saying there aren't days where you're like, you know what, I don't, feel very good. Yeah. I'm not going to go super hard. I'm going to go with smaller people or less advanced people or whatever. But I'm talking about the people that are consistently doing that because they have an ego and they want to win every round. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> so what if you do want to offer advice to someone? Because I still feel like 
I train enough with people that are good at jujitsu that I welcome it. Yeah. But if you are like, oh, I don't know if I should tell this person what they're doing or, you know, how, how can it be constructive? That's the word that I was trying to come up with <laughs> earlier. How can you offer something that is constructive if they're open to it? And yeah. do you, should you even ask them, Hey, are you open to some constructive advice rather than just spewing? I was going to joke, get a podcast because apparently right. I'm just going to give advice whether you ask for it or not. <laughs> yeah, but you can always press stop. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. No, don't. Go all there the way might through. be advice you need. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, there's like all these, you know, probably mostly black belts telling these people this stuff. And I'm like, no, that's, I don't agree with that. <laughs> um, but okay. So like if it's in person, maybe say something to the extent of like, Hey, when I do this, I try to do this or um, like maybe that didn't feel quite tight. Can you, you know, can we kind of workshop that to see what we can do to make it better? Yeah. Or um, maybe just call coach over. Yeah. You know, like, Hey coach, I think something's not quite right with this. You know, I'm, I'm making hand gestures like people can see me, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, like I, I think maybe something's not quite right. Can you help us? Can you watch this? Cause also sometimes it's hard for you to feel what's wrong. Mm -hmm. um, particularly, you know, when you're also a white belt or a blue belt. Yeah. Um, I think by purple, you start to be able to feel those things a little more mm -hmm. um, and, and be able to walk people through how to fix it. I don't think that you should stop people in the middle of a round, unless that's what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's roll when you, you know, start to, make a mistake or something, we're going to stop, we're going to work on it and we're going to move on. That's a coach's standpoint though, mm -hmm. not just, yeah. you know, even students kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think basically doing it the like feel felt found way. Yeah. So like, I, you know, I understand how you feel like you want to do this. I felt the same way. Like when I first started doing this, this is, you know, I, I also wanted to do that, but like what I found was it's easier if you do it this way, mm -hmm. something like yeah. that or more effective or whatever. I'll usually, for example, when Jennifer and I are going, I can't always tell her when something is off or why it's off, but there's a lot of back and forth on. It felt like, like it wasn't as tight here or that, you know, it felt like, and again, it's going back to that whole, what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that depends on your training partner too. And if it's somebody that, you, you know, have that relationship. Yeah, with. exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't just randomly offer advice to, <laughs> you know, that, you know, like if I went to an open mat and rolled with another black belt, I'm not going to go, you know, I think it'd be good if you did this. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> if, if they asked, if they were yeah. like, Hey, you know, I tried to get that move that you taught at the seminar today, you know, like, but it didn't work. What, what was I doing wrong? Then absolutely. Yeah. But I'm not just going to randomly after advice. Now, if I, you know, went and rolled with Rachel, she's my coach. So being able to be like, you know, at the end of the round, like, what do I need to work on? How can I, how can I fix something? Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's all the advice that we have to offer you today. <laughs> <laughs> do with that what you will. Yes. <laughs> all right. So then on and off the mat tips for this week. I think using that kind of feel felt found mm -hmm. um, mindset is helpful. I think it can be a good way to offer advice on and off the map. Yeah. I'm going to try that with my wife. 
when I get home and I'll, I'll report back. Yeah. I would like an example. <laughs> I would like an example. Like, honey, I understand that you feel like you don't want to make me any more cookies, uh-huh. but, and I felt the same way. I felt like maybe we didn't need more cookies, but what I found was your cookies are delicious and you should make me more and send some to AJ. That's what. <laughs> That's exactly because the baking has started. I bet. I bet. I know Beth's baking. It's very exciting. Okay. So that's how, that's how you can offer advice. There is on and you're on and off the mats tip. I like it we, when you can use the tip for on or off the exactly. mat. Yeah. Like the nice. multitasking of the tips. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and friends, for more advice and helpful tips, come hang out with us on Instagram. We are there at Beauty in the Gee podcast. I'm also hanging out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Clearman pretty much everywhere you go. And sometimes we're on TikTok. As role model. <laughs> and I'm role model everywhere else you go too. And we're on LinkedIn because we're grown up and professional. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. All right, friends. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you on the mat. Beauty and the Gee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought to you by Role Model Grappling.